You know what? Can y'all even hear this? Let me think. I'm thinking about it. Can y'all even hear? Can y'all hear me? I'm in the hotel. Can y'all hear the intro at all? I didn't know if y'all could hear it. Okay, y'all could. Okay, I wasn't sure because y'all know StreamYard be tripping. Okay, all right, we go. Let me go ahead and replay the intro, okay? Because I don't have my usual setup. So give me just a second. We gonna, we gonna, <laughs> we gotta get crunk, honey. All right, hold on. We gonna play it over again. What? Hey. I go hard because, hey, y'all. <laughs> so I had to do that twice. I thought about it like, can they even hear me? <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this stream works. I am not in my usual location. Is uh, The Discord is, no, I have to fly out to Philly. So I've been in Philly since like Friday. I've been here for a few days. My best friend, um, her mom passed away. So I came out here to be with her and help out and everything. So thank you guys for the well wishes and the prayers. A lot of my tea sippers got a chance to meet my best friend this summer. So um, just thank you guys. And she thanks you all as well, um, you know, Discord family. So I appreciate it. So I have been out here in Philly. Uh, one thing I will say is that the weather, it was kind of cold Saturday, but Sunday was nice. Um, the weather is definitely better than what I left in Minnesota. I left Minnesota, it was negative 11 when my youngest son dropped me off at the airport. So, uh, you know, I'll take 30 degrees, 40 degrees over negative anything, okay, any day. So, yeah, I just been out here. Uh, yeah, North, <laughs> you know, my girl from North Philly, honey. Uh, and I've been out here several times. You know, North Philly is just North Philly. Ain't too much change. But I, I love Philly. I love the people. Um, you know, really cool. Um, you can just, I don't know. I'm just, a, I will just start random conversations with anybody, honey. I went to this vegan spot and I met some really cool Jamaicans. Um, everybody is, you know, eagles fly, eagles fly. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm team Vikings. I'm from Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? Midwest. <laughs> so, you know, I've had to represent my little home team, honey. I'm seeing all this turquoise and silver, but I'm here for it. Um, the eagles are doing great. The city, it's definitely a vibe. I'm seeing eagle fans everywhere, honey. So, um, it's awesome. I also went down to Delaware yesterday. Whenever I'm on the East Coast, I try and go everywhere, you know, just to meet up with different people, see my family. So I was in Delaware late last night. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm loving it out here, you know, on the East Coast. It was nice to just kind of get away from the house and all that stuff, you know, just, you know, even given the circumstances, it was just really good to reconnect with my best friend and, um, be here for her. Um, somebody said, come to Jersey one day. I've been to Jersey before. I've been to Jersey. Mm -hmm. I remember the guy, you know, he, I got snapped on because I went to go pump my gas. And he was like, what are you, what, what, what are you doing? What you doing? I'm like pumping gas. He was like, no, you don't, you don't touch the gas in Jersey. I pump your gas. I'm like, well, damn, can you come to Minnesota? Because you know, Minnesota be cold as hell and there's no one in sight to pump your gas. 
Now, if it's the summertime, you got on some, you know, booty shorts and tank top, the guys will come and offer to pump your gas. Sometimes even pay, you know, offer to pay for your gas. But I mean, unless you're wearing short shorts, honey, in the wintertime, you are on your own. So shout out to New Jersey for that. He was like, no, that's what they do out there. You know, that's all right. That's okay. You're going to pump our gas one day. You know, I never understood that cheer until I, you know, went to Jersey. I'm like, oh, okay, that cheer makes sense. I never understood it as a kid till I went to Jersey. I'm like, okay, so that's what they mean. You're going to pump our gas one day. Okay, the shade. <laughs> but anyways, it looks like I have a really good connection. So, oh my God, thank you, Lord Jesus, because I was keeping my fingers crossed. Because y'all remember what happened in Cali, honey. I was sounding like a robot out there in L.A., but it is a lot going on. Um, who is a lot to break down. I don't want to be on here too long. I want to be on here for at least an hour, hour and a half. We're mainly going to talk about this situation that's going on with uh, Offset, Takeoff, Quavo, the Migos, Jay Prince, Gillian Wallow. And, you know, Gillian Wallow, they're from here. They're from Philly. So, you know, shout out to them. Million dollars worth of game. They've been doing their thing, you know, as of late. I don't watch them all the time because, again, I don't really watch other people's commentary because I don't want to sound like nobody. But when they have, you know, good interviews or something viral, I would check them out. So my homeboy hit me up yesterday when I was coming back from Delaware and he was like, do you see this shit? Do you see what Jay Prince is saying about set? And I was like, no, I've been, you know, roaming around driving all day. So when I was driving back, I listened to the because I was like on the other side of Delaware, child. So I listened to the whole podcast and um, I, I was, I was kind of shocked. It was a lot of information to take in. So let me, let me say this first and foremost, I felt like Gilly's energy was definitely different, you know, cause I've watched him on previous podcasts, you know, where he's kind of gone off and, and, you know, just, just talk from his chest. And I just felt like his energy was very strange. Um, it was a lot of stuttering. He was trying to get his words together. Let me go and play the first clip here that I have of um, when Gilly, when it first, you know, when it was first announced that they were going to be interviewing Jay Prince and, you know, Mob Ties. So I just kind of felt like his energy was really, really different. Um, cause you know, usually Jilly, Gilly is, you know, hoop of the holler child. Go ahead and pull this up here. So I'm going to share my screen with y'all here. Reluctant to do the interview because, you know, somebody lost their life, you know, it was a sensitive situation. So, you know, we talked and then when you, when you alerted me that you had sat down with, you know, P from QC and, you know, everybody saw things eye to eye and, you know, that really had, you know, it was like, okay, well, cool. As long as you, you see eye to eye with, you know, the people that's, that's most close to them and y'all got everything figured out, then, okay, then you can come speak your truth. That's what you call unnatural. You know what I mean? They supposed to bury us, not us burying them. Absolutely. I got the call. Okay. So let me come back on this one. I hope you guys can hear. Um, let me know if you guys can, but I believe y'all should be able to hear that. Okay, so like I said, um, he was very, he was a lot more subdued in this interview. Um, there were certain parts, it's like he just could not get his words out. I just don't feel like Gilly was very comfortable 
doing this interview, I think maybe they suspected that they would get um, backlash or it wouldn't sit well with certain people. But what I will say is that I really loved how Wallow kind of took over. Wallow asked a lot of the right questions. Gilly kind of, it was almost, it was too much OG and homage and oh, you know, it was a little bit too much of that for me. But Walla was really asking a lot of real questions. Walla was saying a lot of real shit, you know what I'm saying, about where, you know, the, the state of hip hop. And, you know, once you start making money, you have to move different. You, you can't have your homeboy playing security. You got to move with real security. I got real money. Put the right people in place. So Walla was saying a lot of stuff. Um, but... Near the end of that interview, Jay Prince started throwing a lot of shade at Offset. Even before we get there, right? Let me just say some more stuff. Even before we get there, you had Jay Prince, you had Jay Prince Jr. there, and you had Mike Prince, who I think is Jay Prince's nephew or brother or something. I don't know. Um, I noticed Jazz, honey, Jazz stays away from the fuckery. He's like, you know, my brother, my daddy, they can do what they want to do, but I want no parts. Jazz don't, he's not on a hobo tour, okay? I felt like a lot of it was, you know, Jay Prince trying to speak for his son and, you know, trying to proclaim the innocent. At one time, Mike Prince started crying. And I'm going to be real with you as an empath, um, I really felt nothing. I, I felt nothing as he was crying. It didn't come off as sincere to me. And, and it's been like that with a few other celebrities that I won't even name because y'all being y'all's fucking feelings. But usually when people cry, especially men, you like you start to feel something in your heart, in your gut, like you feel really, really bad. Like, oh my God, don't. I didn't feel that. I'm not saying it wasn't sincere, but I didn't feel anything when he started crying. It was, I felt more like it was copying, please, right? But they were doing a lot of talking. Um, and what I found very funny, remember when the videos were all on the internet, you know, people were posting, you know, um, Takeoff's body and they were posting the different angles. Remember Gilly went off, always cussing out the whole internet. Why every time a nigga die, y'all got to pull out a camera. I mean, it was just yelling. And remember when I did my live stream, I was like, I'm not feeling that shit. Why do y'all have more smoke? for the bystanders than the killers. No, people, this is the, the day that we live in. People are gonna pull out a camera and especially when it's a famous person. Remember also when uh, when Jay Prince, when he first did his first, you know, when he first spoke about it, when he wrote that long ass dissertation, honey, that I read on here, had put on my mother goose glasses and everything. Remember that long dissertation when he was like, you can't stand behind me. You can't stand next to me. And then we find pictures of Lil' Cam standing next to him. But anyways, um, in that dissertation, he was upset about the video. Y'all want to, you know, be messy and show a clip of my son walking over, you know, uh, Takeoff's body. Y'all over here posting video. So remember that. They were all so upset about people posting videos. For me, like I said, it is what it is. This is the world that we live in, okay? And I felt like this. It's very interesting now, you fast forward. It's February. This happened on Halloween, October. 
It seems like everybody's energy has now changed towards the videos. Now, he was quoting more shit from the videos than anything. Well, if y'all go back and watch the tape, if y'all go back and watch the video, you'll see this, this, and that. Because when you listen to the video, you'll hear somebody say this. I said, oh, well, I'm, wait, hold up now. You was cussing everybody out back in October, and now everybody is, the video, the video, go back and watch the video. Well, which one is it? Because you can't be cussing folks out and trying to scare them out of filming footage. Because if it wasn't for that video, y'all really wouldn't have no evidence. We wouldn't. We really wouldn't know what was going on. Remember, DJ Academics did like a whole damn four-hour live stream. He had like 100,000 people in his stream watching him break down that video. That is how we were able to find out who the killers were, who was shooting and everything else. So now, all of a sudden, these same people who were shaming folks for posting the video and analyzing the video. Now, the stuff, if you go to, you know, two minutes and 1.0 seconds, you will see, okay? When we were telling Craver, we was apologizing. It ain't that serious, brother. I apologize. So I was just like, oh, okay. The energy is definitely different, babe. I don't have my purple water bottle. <laughs> So I'm drinking out my, my, my regular water bottle, honey. I had to stop off at the Wawa, get some waters. I mean, I'm just saying, it just, you know, it had me kind of, you know, like, oh, so now the video evidence is cool, okay? And then as I'm watching it, it was a lot of dry snitching, okay? It was a lot of, you know, telling but not telling. It came from the other side. If it wasn't for their side starting mess, we wouldn't have had to defend ourselves. It was a lot of that in the interview. And for y'all who don't know, um, this has been around since the, the videotape came out. You can see Migo Bands, you know, playing security and pulling out the gun. They're saying that Migo Bands shot first. Migo Bands is Quavo's brother that Quavo found not too long ago. He just got here. He ain't been around. He got a, he got uh, a different mama. So Quavo found him a few years ago, and I guess he's been playing security. So they were they were saying Migo Bands' name without saying Migo Bands' name, um, which I thought was interesting. And they were basically saying that their side started it. And for the most part, we had to retaliate. They they kept, they were really, there was a lot of dry snitching. It was a lot of, we wouldn't have had to. That's not how we get down. You have to watch who you have around you. You can't have street people around you with security because they don't understand how to look at situations. They're looking at everything hostile instead of looking at stuff with common sense, which he was telling the truth on that. That's why you should have regular security who are, you know, bonded and insured, you can't have Ray Ray because Ray Ray going to love you. You the money man. So Ray Ray going to go hard because they don't want the money man to stop their gravy tra train. Remember Lil' Tim? When King Von was beating up on, um, what's the boy name? Y'all write his name. I don't forgot the little rapper boy name. When he was beating up on him, Lil' Tim is thinking to himself, you're not about to just be beating up. That's the money guy. If he go, we can't eat. Hence why he pulled out his gun. 
Whereas if it was real, thank you, Quando Rondo. Thank you. Y'all know, child, all these damn names. Quando Rondo. Whereas if that was real security, what they probably would have did first was rush this situation and try to break it up, break up the fight. Because the last thing they want to do is shoot somebody. But when it's the homeboy, they're not thinking like that. These are guys from the hood. They're raised in the streets. You're coming at their guy. The first thing they want to do is pull out guns. Okay? But little Tim, like I told y'all from day one, he did what he had to do. Y'all sit here and talk about shooters and hitters and all this shit. Well, the shooter shot. So, um, you know, he was basically saying that. Like, you should have real security. Now, another thing I found interesting about the interview was the fact that Jay Prince Jr., okay, he was also doing a little bit of telling because Walla, like I said, Walla was asking really good questions. I really wish I would have also asked about Desto, the girl, um, Lada Desto, the one, you know, she signed to your fellow Philly artist, uh, Little Uzi. I wish I would have asked about her too because I was hoping they were going to explain why she was killed down there in Houston. And was that, you know, on their watch? Was she coming down there to visit mob ties? I don't know. But remember, Lotto Desto was killed out there. Um, I know it was because her dad, yep. But they didn't ask that question. But he did ask about Duke the Jeweler. Now, if y'all remember, this was a few months before the whole situation um, would take off. Duke the Jeweler, all, the same people, they were all around together, the same ones who would take off were at the dice game with Duke the Jeweler. You saw Jay Prince Jr. Um, I believe Jazz Prince might've been there. Uh, Little Cam was there. Uh, Mike Prince was there. So all these people was there and Boosie was there. Now, Jay Prince Jr. was saying that Duke the Jeweler was killed the next day after leaving the little Boosie concert. He was like, he wasn't killed after the dice game. Y'all keep trying to put stuff on me. That had nothing to do. I didn't even know who he was. And I'm thinking to myself, this is kind of wild that y'all are sitting here. You know, y'all are supposed to be millionaires. You got a man with millions of dollars worth of jewelry and cash, and y'all are all gambling. Y'all don't know each other? I, I don't believe that. Because how did he get in there? Y'all, I couldn't just waltz into no hood-ass dice game. You got to be vetted by somebody. So, yeah, you may not know him personally. You may never visit him in Chicago. But you know who he is because he wouldn't have been even allowed in that space had he not been checked off and been vetted. Nobody just allows random people to come into their spaces, especially when you're talking about dealing with money and jury and all that shit. So I'm not believing that he had no idea who Duke was until he died. Now, I'm not saying they had anything to do with that. I'm just saying I, I'm just not believing how now the, he, he has no idea who he was. And that was little Boosie's people and this and that. So I thought that he was, you know, he was he was kind of talking out of both sides of his neck, in my personal opinion. Um, hold on, somebody wrote something in the chat. Ooh, this chat is flying, honey. Uh, somebody said, well, yeah, I'm in Philly. Philly, 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 where I am from. Well, I'm, from, I'm not from Philly, but that's my jam. Every time I come, I'll be singing that. Shout out to Eve, okay? Um, Y'all don't know about that. <laughs> Somebody was asking a question. I'm trying to see what they were, they were at. They were saying something about, there was video. Let me see here. Child, I can't find it. This, this chat be flying, honey. I can't find it. But um, I just wasn't really believing everything uh, Mr. J. Prince Jr. had to say. 
I thought he was doing a lot of deflecting. Now, also, now let's talk about the part where him and Mike walk over the body. Now, I can give a little bit of grace because, again, we don't know when they started filming. We don't know how long they had been there. You know, maybe they had been, you know, holding him and helping him out longer than when the video started. But the way he, like, walked over him, the words that were said, it didn't sound frantic. It didn't sound like, oh, my God, somebody that I'm so cool with just got shot. I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting too much or maybe he's a man. So he's not going to be as emotional. I know, you know, I would never want to be in that situation, but you know, as a female, we're going to be screaming and oh my God, you know what I mean? Somebody help, you know, I guess maybe because we didn't get that vibe from him. It came off really cold, but he's saying he was with them for a while. He stayed with Quavo the whole time. You know, Quavo didn't just, you know, leave. They were all together, you know, after everything was said and done. So I find it just a little bit ironic. Just some of the things that he was saying was not flying with me. Let me go ahead. Okay, Miss Monique. They were calling out. I, I couldn't figure out who y'all was calling Moneybag Mo last time. They, your new name, Monique, is Moneybag Mo. Because every time Monique comes through, she drops $299.99. Thank you so much, sis. For real, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for just always supporting me on my live streams. Um, I really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Um, so shout out to Moneybag Mo. Okay, Miss Monique. She don't never leave a comment, honey. She just drops money and keeps it pushing. And I love you for that. I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Um, I appreciate everyone. But thank you, Miss Monique. Um, let's see here. I tasty. Hey, sis. She says, love you today. I got time cuz. Love you too. Let me see. Girl, I was using um, the clear lip gloss. I love it. I put it on right over this. A little bit of shine. So thank you, sis. Um, let's see here. Uh, 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 Shell says, notified for a live. Hey, today we got time. Yes. Come on through, y'all. <laughs> so now I want to go ahead and play you guys. What went down, I want to play y'all the, the part about Jay Prince talking about Offset. So let me go ahead and pull that up here. Give me just a second. Oh, you know what? I think it's right here. Okay, here it is. So Offset is going off in this particular video. And then you're going to hear why he went up. Or maybe I should know. Let me let me pay, play out what Jay Prince had to say first. We'll start there. Yeah, we're going to play what Jay Prince had to say. Then I'll show y'all what Offset said. And let me know if y'all can hear. Y'all should be able to. You know, niggas be throwing rocks and hiding their hand, right? They be throwing rocks and hiding their hand. And uh, I don't like them kind of individuals. You know, and, and the truth of the matter is, you know, one can can dance and different things in front of these different cameras and, and all that kind of shit. And and, re, and and when reality, the truth of the matter is, you know, nigga, you wasn't really right there with takeoff when he was alive. You know what I mean? So for you to be taking these positions that you taking. You know what I mean? And I, I got people everywhere, so I hear all kinds of things. Uh, I'm going to just say this to you. 
but uh, it's offset, dude. I ain't gonna leave him out. You know, I'm just real like this, you know, because, you know, you know, niggas be throwing rocks and hiding their hand, right? They be throwing rocks and hiding their hand. And uh, I don't like them kind of individuals, you know, and, and the truth of the matter is, you know, one can can dance and different things in front of these different cameras and, and all that kind of shit. And, and, re, and, and when reality, the truth of the matter is, you know, nigga, you wasn't really right there with takeoff when he was alive. You know what I mean? So okay. I'm going to just say this to you. Uh, don't never put me in no position where, you know, I have to defend myself. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be healthy for you. And, you know, I, I have to say that. I hate, but it's a million dollars worth of game. You know what I mean? It's a million dollars worth of game, and I'm going to give it to him right on a million dollars worth of game because I ain't going to throw rocks and hide my hand. I'm going to just let it be known, you know, to him because I hear what's being said. And uh, it's all love after that. Um, so Let me say this real quick. I don't like the fact this is the only thing I have an issue with. Um, Gilly and Walla were very quiet. They didn't say anything. They didn't interrupt. They didn't say, nah, OG, that ain't cool. Uh, Mr. J. Prince, senior sir, are you sending threats? Like, I, just, I didn't like that. You know, it's like all of a sudden the cat had everybody's tongue. Everybody was just looking like if they had teacups, they'd have been sipping slow. Like, hey, I need y'all to, you know, break this up. This is, I don't like where this is going. I don't like the veiled threats. Okay. So now we're going to listen to Offset. Okay. So let me uh, go back to what Offset said. Hey, first off, y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. I don't know what y'all niggas got, what the fuck y'all niggas got going on. Y'all niggas speaking on my real brother. How dare one of y'all niggas even speak on me and Tate relationship, nigga? I don't know you niggas from a can of paint, nigga. Y'all niggas don't know how me and my brother rock, nigga. You trying to clear your face, nigga. You done, this your fifth interview, nigga. You done did by my brother, nigga. You ain't think about it, mama. You ain't think about the family, nigga. We ain't said nothing. Ain't nobody said nothing but you niggas. You niggas, man, who y'all nigga think y'all nigga is? John got it, nigga. Ain't nobody going for none of that, bro. I ain't stunning none of that shit y'all nigga talking about either. And if you heard something from me, I'ma tell you it's it's, it's, it's gonna come from me. Call my phone. Y'all nigga going off of he say, she say. Then y'all nigga pull to be this is who who y'all pull to be. And y'all nigga on interviews and it out on an interview. Talking about I said then nigga, call my phone, homie. You call my phone, we'll have a conversation. They're gonna talk about all that plant internet, internet games. I don't do. Hey, first off, y'all. All right, let me come back on the screen. So y'all heard what Set had to say. Um, clearly, he's very upset. He's very hurt. Um, I wasn't feeling that at all. I don't think that Jay Prince should have spoke on Set, but I think what a lot of people are not realizing, and this is. This is where I'm, I'm, I'm having to give Quavo and QC, P, the side eye. He said that he is hearing from people that Offset is saying certain things. Offset is mentioning him. So y'all's not ready to have this conversation. And I've been trying to hold back my thoughts because I understand, you know, this is serious. There was a death. 
Quavo's moves to me, the way he's been moving, I'm not feeling it. And I feel like Quavo is back now with P. He feels like he's in a good space. And whatever conversations were being had as a family, right? Because as a family, people are going to be mad. You, you know, they was probably saying all types of stuff about the Prince family. And I believe that Quavo or P or both were pillow talking and running their mouth because they still want to be in good graces with Jay Prince. And the reason why I say this is because remember when he started the interview with, with uh, Gilly and Wallow, he said, well, uh, Gilly was saying that, you know, he wasn't too sure about doing the interview, but being that, you know, him and P from Quality Control are cool. It made Wallow and Gilly feel comfortable to move forward with the interview because Jay Prince was saying that, you know, everything squashed, he talked to QC. Well, last time I checked, neither P or Coach K were Takeoff's mother or father or the grandmother who raised him. They're not his family. That was business. You get what I'm saying? Even in the interview, he was saying that he can have Quavo stand next to him and vouch that they were all in the parking lot and that they had Quavo's back after the shooting. Quavo moving funny, y'all. I'm not feeling it. Further proof, okay? Look, somebody said, take him to church. See, folks ain't ready for this conversation because everybody's looking at it like, oh, Quavo was there. He's mourning his nephew. It's a lot of shady shit that's been moving that's been going on that I've been just sitting back watching. Y'all know, I don't, I don't report on everything, but I don't miss shit either. And I've been watching a lot of stuff, watching his moves. And this, and you know, Offset doesn't necessarily jump off, you know, he doesn't really go off like that. It's usually because of something setting him off, okay? And I think he's to the point now where he's so frustrated, like that was the final straw. Let me show y'all where everybody was at two years ago, okay? Because one thing that people forget, now I don't, you know, maybe I'm, you know, child. I remember like as a kid, I don't know if it was a cartoon, if it was a show. All I remember was like three Mexicans and they were called the Migos, you know, Amigos or some shit. All for, no, is that the three musketeers? I don't know. What, something with three. All for one and one for all. Maybe it was the three musketeers. Something with three. Maybe it was three blind mice. All I know that usually when it's three people, that's supposed to be the team. Y'all get what I'm saying? Maybe it was the Migos. Maybe it was three blind mice. Maybe it was the three musketeers. I remember that saying, though. Okay, good. There was a three Amigos. Okay, I don't know if it was a show or something. But, yeah, three Amigos, three musketeers, three blind mice. They had each other's back. And they hung, you know, they, they, they just, they, they hung together. It was them against the world. And that is how the Migos were supposed to be. So let me, let me take y'all back to 2020. Uh, maybe this was 2021, child. Now, remember, this is when the beef was first starting with the record label, Quality Control, with P and, K and Coach K. And at that time, you could tell the Migos were definitely feeling away. They were working on projects. It wasn't getting pushed. Can we just have a real conversation as, you know, a mom watching all this shit, you know, who loves hip hop and, you know, my kids listen to all these people. Um, 
let's keep it real. The Migos crawled so little baby could run, flip, break dance, do backflips. They built, they helped build and push quality control. They were the biggest group on quality control. And once little baby got there, it's like all of the attention, all of the money, all of the budgeting went towards little baby. And I always felt like that was more of a business move because it's easier to put money behind one artist. You get to take home more money as opposed to putting it behind three artists and you got to split it three different ways and then you get your cut. So I, I feel like that's what that was. And another thing I really feel, because a lot of people are saying like, Migos were jealous of little baby. They were hating. And yeah, they could be some salt there because of how the label is playing favorites. But think about this though. The Migos have been rapping since they was kids. Remember them, them triple, uh, triple X outfits that Takeoff and Quavo was wearing? Big old Tupac short shirt and them big old shorts. You can barely see their ankles. They lived and breathed hip hop. Takeoff stayed making beats, writing rhymes. So much so he finally encouraged his uncle and their cousin to get involved. They've been doing this since they were shorties. Now, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, little baby just started rapping a few years ago. He was the weed man for Young Thug. When they wanted weed and pills and all that shit, they called little baby. He'd roll up to the studio. He was just the weed man. He's only been rapping for so long. So I definitely feel like they felt a way. Like y'all literally helped him, helped him write his rhymes, helped his cadence. Y'all put all this into him to make him a superstar, but we came to y'all natural. We was doing the ad libs. We was doing the triple flow. We lived and breathed this. It's no different than when people, you know, feel a way about these new TikTokers. I've been dancing my whole life. My toes look like they're crip walking from doing ballet and tap and jazz and hip hop. Okay. You don't get paid a whole lot as a dancer. And even then, unless you're dancing for a celebrity, you're on the road for a lot of time. You're away from your family. Now you've got these little white girls on TikTok. They don't dance. They just still dance move from black girls, from real dancers. And they sit here and do this and do this. And they're making $4 million Dunkin' Donuts deals. You gonna feel away. Y'all get what I'm saying? If you put your blood, sweat, and tears into something, and then somebody can just come and do the bare minimum and basically make what you make, you gonna feel away. It ain't no different than YouTube. People who don't edit, they don't research. They can literally just be like, oh, such and such, fuck such and such. Like, comment, subscribe. And YouTube will push them through the algorithm. Meanwhile, I'm up till four o'clock in the morning, writing, researching, taking notes. Demonetized, age restricted. You gonna get frustrated. So I, I get the frustration, right? Y'all know I'm gonna keep it 100, Taylor. Thank you. So I get the frustration with Migos. And then on top of that, they had the lawyer situation where the lawyer was dipping on both halves, you know, was taken from the Migos and working for, for QC. That's where their original lawsuit came from. So let me play y'all this interview real quick with messy ass Peter Rosenberg, honey. You know, if there's one thing he gonna do, he gonna be messy. And Peter, bless his heart, he just don't know how to read the room. We've seen him do this with Kelly Rowland, and he did this a few years ago with Migos, and I talked about this a few months ago. 
where your interview amigos, they were talkative. They were talking about the Ric Flair and, you know, wrestling. All of a sudden, here come Peter Rosenberg. What do you think about little baby? Where anybody else who's been watching all this play out on social media, you know what they feel about little baby. Why are you being messy? Go ahead and share my screen, honey. I know Peter Rosenberg. Lil Baby dropped a, a, a great record last week. I, I was proud of him. I thought it was Watch their awesome, energy. topical record. Uh, have you been impressed and, and, and proud of his moves? He's been he's been doing his thing, man. He's become the guy. The show. Did you hear did you hear the record I'm talking about? Uh yeah. The the um it was just topical, man. It was just I get very excited to see artists, and there have been a lot of them. That's why I'm curious. I know you guys said you're going to save it for the album, but I can't wait to hear what you guys do on this on this subject. You know what I'm saying? I think it's an amazing opportunity for artists to really, you know what I'm saying, show what they're capable of. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. We got a content. Okay. So y'all see how the energy changed? It's, he doesn't know how to read the room. Just, hey, yeah, you know he's doing his thing right now. Yeah, off of our backs. Don't bring him up in my fucking interview, bro. And he just doesn't know how to read the room. And so that was two years ago. You saw Quavo. You saw Offset. You saw Takeoff standing together. So now, fast forward to this year. You know, we had a, they had a few issues. Um, all of a sudden, you know, they break off, they start doing unk and few, right? Ain't that make remember that's I was saying, <laughs> Neff and few, unk and few, uh, was the album, him, uh, Quavo and Takeoff, they became a duo. And so, once they became a duo, you saw them getting back close with P. And so now Offset is feeling a way like we're all supposed to be together. We're supposed to be family. And y'all have left me and you're going back to Q. And now I'm kind of over here. I'm the man out. So now little baby, y'all remember this video? They were throwing shots at Offset. Okay. So y'all love to act like little baby so innocent, child. Little baby messy too, honey. Y'all remember this video? And P is messy too. Hey, baby, you see what they say on the back? Read what they say on the back. Show them what's going on. <laughs> Show them what's going on. Yeah. So they did that because, again, they were, you know, making fun of, you know, Offset. Like the show must go on. It's about me now. And even your brothers are over here. The show must go on. You the one, you know, you the last me go standing. And so at that point, that's when Offset went off. Remember, Offset and Cardi B, they went off on social media about the situation. And that's when Q, because, uh, excuse me, P from QC, that's when he let it be known that there was another lawsuit brewing. So let me show y'all this. Okay. All right. So Offset said, this is a new chapter for me personal. This was August 24th, 2022. So just this summer. 
Then they did that whole video. The show must go on. Then I said, came back. He said, niggas act like I'm the problem. I paid millions to get my rights back. Nigga, you blackballed me and ain't said shit one time. And I ain't said shit one time, homie. I ain't spoke on you in two years. Now I drop in. You want your name on my credit. And then P replies back and he says, the last lawsuit was filed publicly and dismissed quietly. Let's see how this one goes. Been too real for this shit. Everyone knows the real problem. So then at that point, that's when Cardi B jumped in to defend her husband. Cardi said, Offset bought himself out of QC's deal after they didn't want to, after they didn't want to renegotiate his contract. I'm tired of people trying to make Offset look like the bad guy. Enough is enough. Okay. So that was just this past summer when all that stuff went down. Give me just a second here. And then shortly after that is when the duo album came out. Another thing, it was something else that little baby had pulled. I got a few little clips. I got a, I got a few stuff. Let me got on my notes here. Okay. Little Baby also posted this too, throwing shots at um, Offset. Okay, who remembers this? When Little Baby says, ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening. That was towards Offset, okay? Now, remember, there was rumors, not really rumors because there was video, but they just never elaborated on it. Little Baby's crew had jumped Offset, okay? So this has gotten real, okay? He was even jumped by Little Baby's crew. Remember, um, what's that girl, Akbar, was even speaking on it about how Offset got beat and all that stuff. So it, it was Atlanta T that they were able to kind of suppress. So this is bigger than just, you know, music and words. It really got physical. He got jumped by Little Baby's crew. Now, the reason why I am side-eyeing Quavo, I really thought, and maybe that was my wishful thinking, that this death would bring them closer. I really thought that with takeoff passing, him and Offset would be able to kind of mend their ways. And I'm not saying they got to drop a new album. I'm not saying they have to be best friends. But I thought that this would be a new chapter, showing them that life is too short. At the end of the day, we're family. So when the pictures on New Year's came out of Quavo, I wasn't feeling it. I just bit my tongue. I didn't do no videos on it. But first thing I said is, this dude is a clout chaser. He ain't loyal. He ain't loyal. Let me show y'all this in case y'all didn't know this. This is where Quavo spent his New Year's. Okay. He spent his New Year's with Diddy, Meek Mill. They all were in St. Bart's on New Year's. Okay. Look who he's with. Hugged up on. Little baby. The same guy that his crew jumped your cousin your blood. You're hugged up with him. The same one that when Peter Rosenberg asked y'all, do y'all like his music? Are you listening to his new album? 
You could barely even talk. You were seething with anger. But now you riding with him, which lets me know you back close with QC. And then on top of that, Champagne Poppy, Mr. Mob Ties himself, Drake, hosting Quavo's hair with the Rolex in it. Quavo, you was on one last night at Quavo Hancho. This is the, the crew, Mob Ties, who regardless of what transpired, your nephew died on their watch, homie. I don't know, maybe I read too deep into stuff and forgive me if I do, but I'm big on loyalty. So when I see moves like that, that ain't good. That didn't sit well with me at all. That lets me know you a clout chaser. You trying to be back in with the industry really, really bad. Um, big, uh, remember Biggie was killed around Puff. So Puff, you know, knows how it is to lose, you know, a close friend. When was the last time you seen Quavo at an industry event where they said, Quavo, you hot, come party with us? You don't see Quavo at Rock Nation brunches and all that stuff. Now you partying with Drake and Meek and Little Baby, some of the biggest names in hip hop. His album wasn't that, that Neff and Unk or whatever, Unk and Nephew, our child. That album didn't do that damn good until after Tate died. Okay. I wasn't feeling it. Now let me let let's see where his partner was, the, the fellow Migo. I would think you'd want to be around family. So while he was in St. Bart's with the with the ops, Cardi and Seth, they were in Miami. Just, you know, taking it slow with the family. He wasn't there with the family. He was partying with all these other people. Now, the reason why I find it very strange, right? Another connection. Why I find it very strange that Quavo is willing to forgive all these people all of a sudden. Remember the whole breakup, the whole fracture in Sweetie's relationship with Quavo started with P. Diddy's son, Justin. Remember, Sweetie went on that show, the two Justins, Justin LaBoy and then uh, Diddy's son, they had a, a podcast. And they were asking her, did she want to do a threesome? I'm going to show you all the video. This really was the demise of their relationship. And Justin was so excited. You would have thought Justin was going to be the third wheel, honey. People forget about this. Go ahead and play this for y'all. He respects you. He loves you. He's doing everything he's supposed to. And he asked for a threesome. And you get to choose anyone in the world uh -huh. to bring home for you <clears throat> and him. Right. Anyone. Who would it be to give your man and you your dream threesome? Okay, Don't doing, lie. I'm he's doing everything right. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. He's been a perfect gentleman for you. Right. Like for the first time in your life, a nigga's doing everything right, but he just wants a one threesome. Who's the dream girl to bring home to him to make all of y'all happy? Okay, so that shopping experience, that's 
That's all of that. That's communication. Tongue in your butt. Picking up the phone one ring. Sucking your toes. Paying all your bills. Oh, wow. And you want to make him happy, finally. Because he, you put him through hell. So a threesome, right? You put him through hell. A threesome, right, ladies? I normally talk to men who are cultured, who's been around the world, who know a lot of people. Right. Um, it's on you though. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I understand that, but because he's doing everything right, I'm going to give him the honor of picking the nigga who we gonna have a threesome with. Oh! All right. So, sweetie, switched it up on them fools. They wasn't ready. So now, when that went viral, remember everybody started dragging sweetie. They were saying she's for the streets. How dare she try and make it look like Quavo's gay? Because even dudes were even saying that, oh, you're trying to make it seem like he's gay, like he'd be in a bisexual, you know, uh, thropper with you. And so because Quavo was embarrassed and he couldn't take the heat from what other people were saying, this is what ended up happening. Remember, I keep receipts, honey. Remember, Quavo took to social media and he said this. I had love for you and, and disappointed you did all that. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. Sweetie said, take care. She kept it short and simple. Um, I believe a few days after that, he went and repossessed her Bentley. <laughs> okay, took the Bentley right out her front yard, kept it moving. So what I find very funny is that everybody wanted to make Sweetie out to be such a hoe. And her response was disgusting. It was unladylike. It was, you know, it was trash. But my thing is, why was the question posed that a threesome is some reward for doing the right thing in a relationship? Who the fuck is y'all dudes? Justin, that question was trash. So because you're doing the right thing and you're respecting me and you're, you know, taking care of me like a man should, and I'm also doing for you as well, your reward should be a threesome? with another female, bitch, I'm not gay. I don't have to do a threesome with you. That's just, you know, that's basically verbal cheating. That's me allowing you to sleep with somebody else. Everybody ain't into that. So I loved her response. I love the fact that she flipped it. And it's funny when she said, well, no, how about we choose the guy I want to be with? Now it's an issue. Why is it I was an issue when it's a woman and two men? But when it's a man and two women, oh, it's all good. Oh, it's a fantasy. Just like everybody has a problem with two gay men, but let it be two lesbians. Oh, everybody's here for it. Oh, I love me some lesbians, even the butch lesbians, even the studs. But let it be two gay men. Ugh, gross. Y'all going to hell. Ain't both parties gay? This is the hypocrisy that I see all the time in hip hop. So the second she flips the script, he's ready to dump her. But now you fast forward, months later, you parting with the daddy of the boy who was acting like he was ready to be a part of y'all's threesome. Justin couldn't sit still in that interview. He was licking his lips and he was super excited. Remember, Justin and Sweetie dated once upon a time. Check them teas. So she went on her ex-boyfriend's podcast Said some slick shit. You got in your feelings, broke up with her. Now you partying with the daddy. Interesting, Quavo. Interesting. Okay. Um, 
it, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm telling too much truth. I'm not trying to be mad. I'm just telling y'all how I feel about the situation. Because what happened today with Offset and Jay Prince, that does not sit well with my spirit. And I feel like Quavo and P are being messy and they're running information back to that man. Okay? So we see him months later partying in St. Bart's with Diddy and, you know, partying with, you know, little baby who jumped your cousin. Um, so it shows me Quavo has more loyalty to the industry than family. And it's sad because at the end of the day, you know, his cousin, I'm excuse me, his nephew is gone. But now we're starting to see Quavo more and more. When has Quavo ever been invited to the Grammys? And I enjoyed the tribute. I thought the tribute was beautiful. But he was never big like that, to, you know? I mean, it was always a group thing. So it's, it's very interesting how his star has just blossomed. Very interesting. I think the whole situation is just... It doesn't sit well with me. Um, let me see, was there, I think there was one more thing I wanted to point out. Oh yeah, another thing. He also did an interview in the summer, because remember, they all started beefing. Remember him and baby, little baby, were beefing. All these damn babies, duh baby, baby, little baby. Just like all these damn dolls and killers. Can't keep them straight um, and Lil's. But little Baby, remember they were beefing over Sweetie. Remember the rumor was Sweetie and little Baby were in New York at the same time. You know, fans put shit together. They were in New York and then Sweetie posted a picture on top of, she was sitting on top of this guy's legs. He had on black pants, black boots, and the pants had little silver buttons on the side. Little baby took a selfie in the mirror wearing the same pants, okay? So when Quavo dropped the Messy song, he was talking about, you know, she slept with my dog, but I ain't stressing. Little baby has a song called My Dog. So again, then you had the bars being messy, saying that it was really hit a shot at Offset. And supposedly Offset was the one who messed with Sweetie. And that's why Sweetie wasn't allowed to, you know, go through with the Glorilla FNF remix. Remember, I had broke that down a few streams ago. Y'all can go back and watch that stream. So you were beefing with Little Baby about this whole, because it was really about Little Baby. Everybody thinks it was about, you know, Offset. It wasn't. It was about Little Baby. And now you 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 cool with him. You, you hugged up with him. Okay. Another thing I found very interesting, this was a quote from an interview that he did this past summer, he was on a podcast, forgot which one, apologize. But in this quote, he says, we stand on loyalty. We stand on real deal loyalty, Quavo continued. This ain't got nothing to do with no label, no paperwork, no QC, no nothing. This is something to do with three brothers. It is what it is right now. We are gonna be a duo till time tells. My issue with that is that, again, when y'all all agreed to sue P and the label, you guys were all in agreement. 
And now he's interviewing and doing these interviews stating that it's not about the label. It's not about the money. It's not about QC. Was it Dream Champs? I couldn't think of which interview it was. Um, and he's once again throwing Offset under the bus. So that also fueled more rumors. It added more fuel to the fire. Remember around that time, that's when everybody was like, oh, well, if it's not about QC and the label, it's because Offset fucked Sweetie. Remember, that's what helped to fuel the rumors even more. Even though, to me, I believe Sweetie and Little Baby were the ones who hooked up. Now, Little Baby did deny it. I don't believe anything that comes out his mouth, okay? He's been caught too many times with damn uh, porn stars and shit. So I don't believe nothing that comes out his mouth, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember he got caught up with Tiana Trump and the other little porn star. So, yeah, him lying on his dick ain't nothing new, okay? But, um, yeah, I just... The way Quavo has been moving has been messy to me. We got 9,000 people watching. Please hit the like button. I'm, I'm confused as to why I only have, I think, like 2,000 likes. Can I get a few more likes? Y'all in here sipping. Obviously, nobody else is live right now. Hit me up with a like. It's free, okay? Hook me up. So I, I just find that really, really strange that he's going harder for P and the label than family. And the reason why he's doing that, y'all, I believe, on the outside looking in, being a decent judge of character, Quavo likes the limelight. He didn't like not being talked about for those, for that year and a half hiatus where they were kind of, you know, pushed to the back burner. They weren't doing shows. They were kind of in limbo. Because remember, before Offset and Cardi B got together, everything was always Quavo. Quavo was the Beyonce of Migos. Remember Joe Budden said that. He was the Beyonce of Migos. Everything was Quavo, Quavo, Quavo. Then when Offset and Cardi B got together, because Cardi B is such a big star, that really helped to elevate Offset. Nobody was talking about Offset back then like that. So Offset is still able to do shows with his wife and, you know, go on tour and, you know, create a bag for himself. Quavo can't. Sweetie ain't that hot. Ain't nobody buying Sweetie's fucking music. She got over, uh, what, 14 million fans and only 2,000 people bought her album. Sweetie don't, Sweetie don't got no music like that. So he can't, you know, do no collaborations with Sweetie. So he's definitely feeling away. My girl is not Cardi B. I'm not on tour. I'm not booking shows. So let me go back to what I know. Being cool with the industry people, even if that means throwing family under the bus and moving over here. I will say this about takeoff. I believe he's young. He went with what his uncle was leading him. You know, he was definitely caught in the middle. But I think for Jay Prince to say, you weren't even with him when he was alive. Sir, you have no clue. Okay? You have no clue. Takeoff was literally the middleman. He was the peacemaker. He was the calm one. Quavo felt the way. Offset was upset. He felt the way. Takeoff was in the middle of all of that mess. You don't know what relationships and what he, he talked to, uh, to Offset about. You don't know if he was trying to mend the group, if he was trying to play middleman and eventually bring those brothers back together. You don't know that. The only reason why you would say that is because somebody is pillow talking with you. Somebody is telling you intimate details that may or may not be true. Because how would he know? That'd be like Offset telling him what's going on in his camp. Like he said, he's like, I don't know these mob ties people. Offset don't deal with them. He don't deal with Q. The only person who knows the mob ties folks 
is Quavo. Remember, even that night of the shooting, he kept going live. He's riding around, you know, Houston with mob ties, guns on the car, having a good old funky time. Did you see Takeoff in any of those videos? No, because Takeoff was in another car minding his business. Takeoff wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't into all that industry bullshit. He just wanted to rap and make his music. Quavo was the one who always wants to be seen. And unfortunately, him wanting to be seen got his nephew in a situation that had nothing to do with Takeoff. Nothing to do with him. And now Jay Prince is out here throwing all types of shade at Migo Bands. And the sad thing is Migo Bands just got here. He just found him a few years ago. He has a way longer relationship with Offset than Migo Bands. Let's keep it real for people who know the Migo story. Let me go ahead and read some super chats here. We got quite a few. Who I've been on for an hour. Give me just a second here. Um, your bombshell sent 499 says, T, you are full of wisdom and discernment. Beautiful as always. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Antonio sent five says, hello, T from Ottawa, Canada. Jay Prince was low-key sending veiled threats in his message to Offset. I peeped that. Yeah. I definitely agree. That's why I was kind of disappointed that Wallow and, Gil and Gilly didn't try to shut it down or, you know, steer the conversation elsewhere. I felt like they were veiled threats. And I definitely feel like he's saying all that because he's getting secondhand information from Quavo and possibly Q or P. I keep saying Q, P from quality control, from QC, because those are the two people that he talks to from that camp, you know. But thank you for the super chat. Um, Sarita B says, like the video, y'all. Love you, T. Thank you so much. Yes, y'all. Please like the video. We jumped up to 3,000 likes, over 3,000 likes. Thank you, guys. Um, Smiling C's. Sin499 says, Quavo, P, and Coach be moving funny. Offset got out for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, sometimes when you decide to leave the industry and there's money involved, it makes people definitely feel away. But I think Offset, Quavo, and Takeoff were right in their initial feelings of wanting to separate from the label. How do we help build the label and then y'all literally create a rapper? And, and it's no disrespect to Little Baby, right? Because he made some decent music. He has some bops that I like. But this isn't a man who's been rapping from the time he was 10. He was the weed man. Let's turn you into a rapper because we like you. We're feeling your vibe. So, yeah, I, I feel why the Migos felt the way. And now you're smiling with your arms around the same guy who got your family jumped, who allegedly fucked your girl, who your label likes better than you. The shit is weird to me, Quavo. Um, thank you for the super chat, though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Todd, Todd French, sent five dollars, says, get it now, lovely T. Now that's how you psychoanalyst social economics in context. You are breaking it down to the molecular, I can't even pronounce that word, <laughs> molecular structure, molecular structure. I'm sorry, that word is a tongue twister for me, but thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Black Rose sent $100. Thank you so much, Black Rose. I appreciate you. 
She says, a silent watcher. I've been watching you for years. You are blessed. Thank you for all that you do. London tea sippers. Shout out to all my London tea sippers out there. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate the support from overseas. Thank you. Um, JTV Sim 5 says, I'll catch the playback tea. Just woke up from working overnight. Also, where are you at right now? Not am. <laughs> I don't have my usual location. I'm in Philly. Philly, 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 where I am from. I'm not from here, but yeah, I'm in Philly right now. So thank you, Jay. I appreciate you. Uh, Faith Keeper Sim 5 says, Quavo moving real weird in these streets. Something ain't clean in the buttermilk. Yes, I, I definitely agree. It, it just, it hasn't been sitting well with my spirit ever since I seen all that stuff popping up. But I just been, you know, quiet, you know, sipping slow. And this ain't, you know, I'm not DJ academic, so I'm not going to talk about this every other day. But, you know, when it's time to put stuff together, I'm going to definitely put it all together with all the receipts I've been collecting. And just something just doesn't seem right. So thank you. Uh, Sadif. Sadiq Shah, I like that. Simfai says, Nick Cannon has an autoimmune disease and he keeps having kids for stem cells. Uh, Sadiq, thank you for the super chat, but what does this have to do with what we're talking about? Nick Cannon ain't nowhere in the thumbnail, nor is he the topic of conversation, okay? But next time I talk about Nick Cannon, feel free to, you know, discuss it then. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Therapy Queen sent $150. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Uh, Therapy Queen says, hello, T, just stopping to show some support. Many blessings. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Michelle says, that's why Quavo's sister unfollowed him and won't talk to his punk tail. I'm slick bother. Ooh, Michelle, you spilling tea. I didn't know that Quavo's sister unfollowed him. I don't, I don't got my teacup, but I'm going to sip. I'm going to sip slow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> wow. Yeah, something ain't right. They're saying Quavo's sister and follow Quavo. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I have to, you know, that's what they're saying. Allegedly, I got to do, you know, I'll do my own research. I didn't know that. So I'm going to just sip slow until I research it myself. Um, let's see here. Faith Keeper says, plus that song. He did for takeoff sucks. That messy video says a lot to yeah. If you guys watch my deep dive, I did a whole deep dive on um, the takeoff situation. Uh, I think I forgot what I named it. Something takeoff in the, the music industry, something child. But if you watch my deep dive um, that is available on Patreon, YouTube members uh, for the new members, if you haven't seen it, scroll down. I'll try and repost the deep dives again. But I did a whole, day, a whole deep dive on it. It's very esoterical, very esoterical. You know, it's something with the whole thing just was not right. Even the outfit, remember the hands that I was talking about, the hands, the ghoul hands, and then Kim Kardashian had them all over her yard. And, you know, initially I thought the hands were, were, um, were takeoff, climb for Quavo. But when we watched the video, remember the nurse was saying it was Quavo climb at her saying, please, you know, he, his hands just kept grabbing her. Please help him. Please help him. And he had the hands all over his outfit. Very esoterical. Very esoterical. So, yeah, if you haven't watched that deep dive, um, feel free to check it out. So thank you. Um, Junterio says, I strongly believe takeoff was a sacrifice to elevate. Um, I think you mean Quavo's career, not offsets. Um, 
you know. Oh, you did. Okay, you you made it. Oh, you sent ten dollars. Okay, not the ten dollar correction, baby. He sent five. Then he sent ten and said correction. I strongly believe takeoff was a sacrifice to elevate Quavo's career. Thank you for the fifteen dollars in total. I appreciate you. You know, like I said, I, I don't want to be you know messy. You know, in my Quavo voice. But just something is just weird, you know, just something is weird to me, but I don't, I don't even want to go there. Um, at the end of the day, this young man is deceased now, you know, so I, I don't want to throw any extra sauce, but it's, it's just weird. The, the moves, you know, over the past few months, is just weird. I really thought the death would bring him and Offset and the family closer together. I really thought that, like I said, I didn't expect them to go into the studio and drop new music or nothing like that. But at least, you know, an open line of communication. Um, let's see here. Keisha says, it all seems planned in my opinion. Even the last music video, Messi, was released on Quavo Honcho's YT channel. Why Unkin Few didn't have a new group YouTube? Mm. I don't know, man. But thank you for the super chat, love. Young Kobe sent $5 and says, and now he has a song like Wiz Khalifa, similar to See You Again. Yeah. Like I said, I liked the, I watched the Grammy performance. I saw the clips online and I did like it. But yeah, it definitely gave me Wiz Khalifa vibes. It did. I even started seeing Paul Walker in my head. So it, it did. So thank you. Um, Internet Enjoyer says, T, I thank you for all your hard work that you do for us. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. Uh, Yo, you sent $2. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, Let's see here. Regina Sanders says, I just love you. That's all. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you. And welcome to all the new members who joined. Um, definitely check out the deep dives. So I've been on here an hour and nine minutes. I don't want to be on here too long um, because I had to, to get back to Delaware. But let me see. I want to make sure I hit up everything I wanted to hit up because it's just a lot of things that just it, it kind of bothered me with the interview. And I know a lot of people are mad at like Gilly and Wallow. Um, and yeah, maybe they shouldn't have done the interview because, you know, the Grammys was going to be uh, giving Quavo a spot to perform and give a tribute to take off. Maybe it was too soon. But, you know, they're media. So, you know, media is going to media <laughs> and, and do what they do. But um a lot of people are blaming them and saying that it's their fault that Jay Prince felt that comfortable. But to me, I can't solely blame Wallow or Gilly. I feel like Jay Prince is talking because somebody's giving him information. He's coming from a very self-assured place. And the fact that he would even bring up Offset's name and the way he talked to him, like, you know, oh boy, you know, somebody's feeding him info. So... Unfortunately, there's not a lot of loyalty in the industry. And what's happening now is even sadder because now you have TMZ and other outlets. They were posting that they had this big blowout at the Grammys. And now we're finding out that that didn't happen. So let me share this with y'all before I go. This was, um, you know, so now we just, we had the media just being straight messy. Okay. Let me show y'all this real quick. Okay, so this went viral earlier today. Uh, TMZ was reporting Quavo and Asta allegedly got into a fight backstage at the Grammys. 
just before Quavo took to the stage to pay tribute to Takeoff. TMZ reports. Sources close to production said the two rappers had to be pulled apart. Grammy producers reportedly asked Offset to be a part of the tribute, but Quavo stopped that from happening. Sources add that it wasn't Offset who started the fight on Sunday. Quavo ultimately took to the stage alone to perform his song, Without You, during the show in the memoriam segment. The song arrived last month and is about the late rapper who was fatally shot on November 1st at the age of 28 in Houston, okay? So now, uh, Madi has updated it. Uh, Offset is now speaking about that um, story that TMZ put out there. So now they're saying this. Offset has denied a new report claiming that he got into a physical altercation with Quavo backstage at the Grammys before Takeoff's tribute. After the TMZ reported the rumor, uh, after TMZ reported the rumor circulated online, Offset took to Twitter where he flat out denied fighting his brother. So Offset says, what the F I look like fighting my brother? Y'all niggas is crazy. So yeah, that is what's going on right now in the Migos camp. The whole situation is just, it's really sad. It's heartbreaking. You know, sometimes death brings people closer together. And unfortunately, sometimes it pulls people apart, you know, but either way, the whole situation is sad. Um, I wish everybody involved the best. But like I said, I'm watching Quavo's moves and I'm not feeling it. I have yet to see a picture, a post, um, any words towards Offset. It's almost like he's acting like this whole chapter of his life didn't even exist. It's very strange. But yet and still, people that you had no real connections to, you weren't running the streets with Drake. I mean, yeah, y'all did walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Like, yeah, y'all did that song together. But I mean, outside of that, it's not like you were hanging with Drake like that. You damn sure weren't hanging with little baby, you know? And when when were you ever hanging with Justin's daddy? It's just strange. I mean, I think even I saw the video of him walking the Grammy red carpet with Carisha. Like, are you just like part of Diddy in them's camp now? It's just very strange. I don't know. It just gives me weird vibes, man. Uh, let me read these last two super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Um, uh, Molson499 says, I knew you had to be near my hood. Uh, I saw that Wawa bag in the back. <laughs> Welcome, T. <laughs> you look great as usual. My condolences to your friends, family. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, Wawa, that is a... Um, that is an East Coast theme. I never knew about Wawa until I started coming out here to the East Coast. So we don't have no Wawas in the Midwest. Uh, we just have, um, I don't child like Super America. Um, but yeah, no Wawas. But I went there the other day. Y'all, Okay, my friend and hyped up these Wawa sandwiches. Ugh, I didn't like it. I'm going to go back to sticking the Subway or making my own homegrown sandwich. I had a tuna fish sandwich. I just didn't like it. It was just messy. It was just kind of thrown together. But... I know y'all love them Wawa's, honey. Wawa's like a gas station convenience store. They're like all over Philly. And, and oh, yeah, that's another thing. Y'all don't give people plastic bags. I felt like I was back in L.A. I had bought a bunch of stuff. The guy was like, here you go. I was like, can I get a bag? He was like, there ain't no bag. So I had to buy like a Wawa bag and another bag. So, yeah, a lot of these places are you know, getting rid of plastic bags. We still have them for now in Minnesota, but that's probably going to come to an end in the future. So I got to remember next time I got to bring me a reusable bag 
when I come out here. Um, but thank you. Let's see here. Jennifer Harper sentences. Hey, T, just wanted to let you know your breath of fresh air out here in these YouTube streets. Keep being you, Leo gang. Thank you so much, Leo. Sis, I appreciate you. Thank you for the super chat as well, sis. Um, Shorty Young says, hey, T, I'm new to the Discord. When's the next Zoom meeting? What's the next deep dive going to be on? An another amazing live. Thank you. Um, I don't know what the deep dive will be on. I don't never really announce them. I just work on them and release them. Um, I will do a Zoom meeting once I get back to Minnesota. So I just, um, I wasn't able to do one right now just because it's been so much running around since I've been here. So I'll do a Zoom meeting once I get back home and I'm more in a relaxed space. So stay tuned for that. All of the Zoom meetings, when we post them, um, the links will be in the Zoom room. And they will also be in the Zoom conversation room as well. So you'll get an alert when I uh, do the Zooms. And then make sure that your Discord handle matches your um, your Zoom name. Otherwise, you won't be able to get in. So just for the newbies. So you guys, um, thank you all so much. It's been an hour and 16 minutes. So I had to get ready to go. But thank you all for coming through. I'm glad you guys like the stream. I hope you guys kind of see where I'm coming from with my, you know, just my thoughts. Um, doesn't mean I'm correct, but that's just how I'm looking at the situation. I feel like, you know, information is definitely being fed to, you know, Jay Prince Sr. And that's why he feels the way that he does. And I think that it's not okay because what we don't need in the streets is any more drama, any more bloodshed, any more rappers being hurt. You know, like Walla was saying, these modern rappers, y'all are making more money than any of these old school rappers. I mean, y'all are touching millions of dollars for doing things that Biggie and, and Tupac, they could never even dream of making that money. When, when Pac died, he barely had anything in his bank account. So you guys need to understand your blessings and move accordingly and move smart. So I definitely agree with that. So um, on that note, thank you guys. Looks like I got one more super chat. Life as I know it says, super excited to catch a live watching from Italy. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Well, ciao, Bella. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for supporting. I appreciate y'all. Thank you to everybody who sent the super chat today. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to y'all later. Everybody stay safe and enjoy your evening. Bye, y'all.